I wanted to call this Liz and Jamie are splitting up. Are we not calling it that? Well, I don't know. We won't know, will we, until we see it on uh, on YouTube and um, on the podcast. But I just thought, what a brilliant, brilliant clickbaity title. Liz and Jamie are splitting up. Yes. <laughs> we don't do clickbait, do we? If we're going to call it that, I think we should put in brackets clickbait. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> well, the fact is, is that we are splitting up. Yeah. But not what you think. Hello, I'm Liz. And I'm Jamie. Welcome to Follow the Boat, in which we discuss what it's really like to give it all up to live on a boat. And go travelling around the world. We've been doing it since 2006, and we're still at it. Each week we talk about our latest YouTube videos. And about boats, sailing, travel, or anything else which floats into our heads. And if you leave a comment we like, we'll give you an answer and a name check. Peace, Peace and, and fair, fair winds. winds. We're not doing a kind of a podcasty thing that's all about boats or travel or anything in particular this week because basically we haven't got time have we uh, because you're going tomorrow i am where uh, are we first i'm leaving okay let's put this all in context okay go we? on then uh, so in the last vlog you saw well we, we took a bit of a departure in the format didn't we yeah um which is appropriate that this following podcast is going <laughs> to be a little bit different if um, anyone missed it, by the way, I want to say that the last episode, one of my favourites ever, hasn't been particularly watched or viewed, but those that have seen it have absolutely loved it. And we've got new Patreon and we've got some, you know, various people showed their thanks. It was amazing. But it was all stills. It was your beautiful photography. Yes, we had said in the past that we want to include more photography, but because I'd made this a whole project, yeah. I thought it was a shame to keep them hidden away. And also, I think the the whole Bagan fishing process, which is what the project was all about, uh, is is told in full by, by the photos. Yes, much better, I think, than video, to mm. be honest with you. You can get a lot more information. It's a lot more impactful. And one of the things that, in just going on slightly from that, that you and I have been talking about for quite some time is that we are no longer slave to any kind of viewership figures and algorithms. We are becoming more and more obsessed with doing what we like, can't we? This is true. I think that's worth mentioning. Mm. Uh, obviously, you'll notice that viewing figures, subscription figures on YouTube have remained stagnant. And this is all to do not with the quality of the content <laughs> we're putting out, I believe, but because of the YouTube algorithm. Yes. And we've kind of got lost, I think because we are such an old channel, the YouTube algorithm has biased towards the newer channels. Also, we're very old people, and well, YouTube is, prefers young beauties. This is very true, <laughs> yes. But, you, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. I think, you know, there's some great sailing channels out there that have made a very good success of it, but I believe they are probably slaves to that algorithm. Possibly, yeah. And we said right from the beginning, if ever this becomes like a job, we need to walk away from it. Well, we don't want to walk away from it because we enjoy making videos yes. and doing the photography. And we get tremendous feedback and it is really enjoyable talking to people, isn't it? It is. I mean, that is one thing that we do on our YouTube channel is that we do respond to all comments within at least the first 24 hours, which a lot of channels don't. Mm, In fact, I was watching one channel the other day, not sailing, and within the first few seconds, a little thing popped up on his screen saying, I do not read YouTube comments go to my website and I replied saying 
Well, that's a bit of a crappy thing to say yes. to your viewers. You know, people enjoy that interaction. Yes. And by the way, we've said it before, but if you want more interaction, check out our Discord channel because it just allows us more time to respond and get a bit more involved in yeah. discussion. You've got a whole photography, um, I don't know, I don't know what you call forum within it. Yeah. Just on photography. Cam that's camera amazing chat. camera chat. The scuttlebutt is the general one. And it came up on that actually, didn't it? That people really loved the photography mm. video and um, how it was like nothing else they'd seen. It was very refreshing. Um, we will be doing more of it and we will be doing more of what we like. We will. More um, and more. There's uh, another location in a few vlogs time, I think, where we spent a, a, a few days in another little town bigger than the one we saw at Ejok, yes. the fishing village yep. and again I had access to photographing the local people which I, I don't think so many tourists have that kind of access because we had a local person with us and again I think it's it's worth showing these because it's a side of Indonesia that you perhaps don't see from your standard travel vlogs. Absolutely because we're going by boat to places that tourists don't really go to because they're not particularly interested uh, and why should they be mm. we managed to get under the skin and for us that has always been the reason we do this yep. travel first we happen to be on a boat as we travel but it's all about the travel and the reason we do the travel is to meet people and understand cultures better as we as we go around the world so there we are that's last week's video so, if anyone missed it so, do have a look at it yeah okay so you asked the question yeah what, kind of where are, are <laughs> yes. we so in the vlogs obviously they are a little bit behind in time so we are still working our way through Sumbawa and so the next uh, few vlogs you're going to see will be our travels along that way and back again just but, in case people don't know where that is that oh, is towards Komodo very exciting yes. and Flores some very exciting islands coming up Komodo I'm sure everyone <laughs> has heard of the Komodo dragon we'll get to see some Komodo oh, dragons yeah. um, but in real time, what happened was, that kind of giving the game away a bit here. It doesn't matter, I don't think. Um, but that's when we got some really good sailing in because we were travelling with the southeasterly monsoon. Unfortunately, we developed a problem and it was a major problem. And it has meant that we have had to take the boat out of the water. Yeah, so here we again. are again, folks. This is, yes. It was only nine months ago we dropped in the water. This is the shortest period between two drop-ins, I think. Yeah, uh, but when your steering's not quite right, you've really got to start looking at it. Yes, I wasn't going to mention what the problem was. No, but just a little taster of what's, what's coming up. It's all being dealt with, and it's very exciting, actually, the way we've been dealing with it. But um, Yes, yeah. I, ha I have to admit, though, I was getting very down when we got hauled out and we established what the problem was. Tackling with the first stage of the problem has taken weeks. Yes. Literally so weeks. I'm going to stop it there. Okay. I'm going to stop you there. I'll tell you why. Because we've given the game away slightly by okay. saying it's steering, but that's a massive subject, isn't it? So wait for it because you're going to get it all coming up. But in real time, here we are on the hard and same place as last year and you're going back to the UK. Yes, so the, the way this was going to work was we were going to head up the Java Sea mm. and get to somewhere like Malaysia where we could put the boat and I could fly back home because, um, well, my father, I, I need to see my father basically, that's all I'm saying on that. But um, So that was always part of the plan for me to head back to the UK. Do you like our coffee mugs? You can get your own from our shop. Find them at followtheboat.com 
forward slash shop. Since we are stuck here, having we're going to miss our weather window essentially, uh, then it made sense to do it now to go back to the UK. Yeah. Fortunately, we have made enough progress with this dealing with this problem that I can go back feeling a little bit comfortable about it because I have to say, because it's a major issue and because we weren't getting anywhere in the first few weeks, I was getting a little bit down. Don't so. worry, love. Keep, I'll look after it. It'll all be sorted while you're away. I'll get it all done. <laughs> I think that is an interesting topic for discussion at, at a future date. Yeah, which topic? Well, Me getting to... everything done. <laughs> that would be a very short <laughs> podcast, wouldn't it? Yep. <laughs> No, to, to talk about how we deal with these problems in yeah. remote places and, and how, you know, you have to compartmentalise these problems first and then you have to put it in the context of, you know, the bigger picture, which is, OK, you're going to be delayed by a few months and you, you have to accept that you could be stuck somewhere and that your original plans go out the window. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth uh, talking about, certainly when we, when we get on to the problem and how we decide we made the decision to come here and haul out rather than continuing or doing anything else because there were options but I think we made the absolute right decision to come here. It's also so you're going back to the UK but it's um, coincided with uh, if people don't know we have a flat that we rent out and we use the income from that to you know finance living like this um, and our tenants are leaving so it's a perfect opportunity for you to go and sort the flat out and find new tenants. Yeah, the flat uh, needs a bit of work as well. So yeah. moving, moving from maintenance from the <laughs> boat to maintenance of a flat. But uh, as you say, it, actually the timing has been pretty good. But it is going to impact on our content a little bit, I suppose. Yes. And I guess the first thing it's going to impact is the podcast because we can't sit here and do it. So we may have to switch to what a lot of big podcasts uh, do is to do a, a zoom chat instead yeah it'd be interesting because i'm going to have to work out how to set it up on the boat you're fine in the uk you'll have to give me by numbers instructions of to how to do the technology <laughs> and i'll get all grumpy and not want to do it but yeah we we definitely do want to continue because we do like chatting bullshit for an hour or so uh the, the, but the, the the main side of things is fine because we've still got loads of content to go through oh yeah yeah we've, we've got we've got months of, of yeah. you know vlog material so yeah. not what so worried about the vlog of course you you know i often script a voiceover for you to then do yes. so there's going to be a bit of coordinating with uploading and downloading files to each other but yeah. uh, but you know i am going to be busy in the uk as well so i've got to find the time to to actually edit those videos as well but i, I think the podcast thing could be quite interesting. It'll be interesting to see how the dynamic of the podcast changes. Yes. Um, so I think what would be interesting is discussing what I'm doing here, you're doing there, what each of us might be missing. I don't know. Not each other. <laughs> <laughs> so just for, for if you're interested, the boat is on the hard, and sometimes we stay, you know, in a, in a little village or something like that but at the moment we've elected to stay on the boat so the boat is on the hard everything on the boat works even water in the uh, kitchen so I've got water electricity everything the only thing I can't do is go to the loo on the boat toilet so but we've got a very one very close by so I've got everything I need yeah. to be on the boat and uh, you've got companionship I have and it's not the Indonesian rally that will be coming through no. it's the dogs yeah, we've got we've made friends, as you probably know, if you follow us with the uh, yard dogs here. Um, they live under the boat. They do get fed, but 
don't tell anybody because we're not supposed to feed them. Um, and we walk them twice a day, so I'll be doing my early morning walks. This morning I was up at 5.30 on the beach as the sun came up. It was lovely. Mm. It's an interesting one because, uh, you know, I don't want to get political on the dog situation, <laughs> but Lombok is full of dogs. There are mm. dogs everywhere, all the way down the beach when we do the dog walks in the mornings and evenings. We're walking through invisible territories and our dogs walk past other dogs. All the other dogs they walk past are wild. Yeah. And unfortunately, the problem is, is that they do start encroaching on the boatyard and Understandably, the boatyard managers are not particularly happy about it. Some of the cruisers that come through don't like dogs. So there is a dog situation. It's but... tough, really, if you don't like dogs, don't come here, because that whole beachfront in front of the boatyard is open to the public and to the dogs. Yeah, but even if they tackled the dog situation in the boatyard, they're not dealing with the situation outside the boatyard. So if you remove the dogs from within the boatyard, all that's going to happen is you're going to get a whole load more coming in. So we talked to Peter about this a few months ago, and he said that on the one hand, the dog situation generally is out of control. But on the other hand, you can't destroy them all because more will come. Yeah. So you've got to find a fine balance. Now, the good news is, is that we've been told a local vet who you have now met mm. is going to be coming in and attempting to yes. catch and neuter and spay whatever dogs they can. Yeah, so two of the, or three of the dogs here have already been spayed, the three females, but there's two males that do spend a lot of time here. One of them I know I'll be able to catch. He's easy to catch, so he's going to have his balls chopped off. Poor little sausage. Poor little boy. The other one's more difficult, but he will follow me for food. But what's really interesting is I was, t I said, well, how are you going to catch him? He said, I can, can't even talk, you know, touch him, and he loves me. And I was told that they use the old-fashioned blowpipe to knock them out. Mm. I'm going to try and film it if I can. be interesting to see. Yeah, I've never seen such a thing, but we'll see. So if they're able to catch Freaky, as we call him, he's also known as Dave and various other well, names. Well, I, I call him Sneaky. Yeah, Sneaky. Um, if they're able to catch him, um, he will be neutered, um, which will be a bit of a shock to him, I should think. But we'll see how that goes. Yes. Now it, go on. I was just going to say, I'm <laughs> sure there are some animal lovers out there who say you shouldn't be doing this. Mm. You know, it, it's, uh, I was going to say dehumanising them, but that's <laughs> not the right, de-doggifying them. But the alternative is to just have dogs running amok everywhere. Mm. so it's a, it's the lesser of two evils unfortunately anyway i think that's enough to talk yeah, about yeah, dogs yeah, because not everyone wants to hear about <laughs> dogs do they but no. it, it, it's just part of the makeup of this place yeah so back to the boat i can do everything i need to do i can cook i can uh, make a cup of tea which is really important i can use my laptop i can do the washing up i can do all of those things and i've been shopping locally in there's a local little market so i've got plenty of food we are eating dragon fruit coming out of our ears aren't we just it is it's up there with mangoes i think mm. dragon fruit mm. and i think that's the first thing i'm <laughs> going to miss when i go back to the uk we'll perhaps talk more about this when i'm in the uk yeah. but i already know what i'm going to miss and i think pretty much up there is dragon fruit mm. because it's become a staple mm. if you don't know what dragon fruit is it's a very very soft fruit about the size of a grapefruit but it's deep purple mm. but the most interesting thing is the flavor it has this, on the one hand, this sweet taste, but in the same mouthful, this earthy beetroot I know, taste. it's very, it doesn't sound very appetising. Of course, we get the red one, but you can get a white one. Yes. But the red one's the one to get. Yes. Um, never seen them in the UK. I guess you can get them in some 
posh shops around the world. But, Maybe uh, I imagine you have to spend a fortune for them because yeah. even, even here they're, they're quite expensive, yes. relatively speaking to other stuff. It turns you wee orange. <laughs> <laughs> or red even. And it's not just your wee, everything goes a very disconcerting colour. There's something so satisfying about putting a chunk in your mouth and it literally just melts in your mouth. There's no chewing involved. If it, you ever get the chance and you haven't, do try red dragon fruit. That's all we can say, isn't it? Yeah. Is there anything else important that we need to say in this? Uh, yeah, so this is just like a holding podcast to let you know what we're up to. Well, we always invite people's feedback and yes. suggestions and ideas. And in fact, the last podcast we did was based on a number of feedback. If you missed that one, that was all about checking in and checking out. And it was something that we were asked about a lot. Uh, we got lots of great comments. Um, but of course, it's quite specific. So obviously not particularly interesting to people who aren't actually living this life and wanting to know about checking in and checking out. Although I have to say, a number of people who aren't sailors still find the conversation interesting. Yeah, um, and obviously there are people who are big travellers who know it all. They don't need it either. You know, The only difference, of course, is that you've got the boat situation. You've got to check the boat in and out mm. as well as yourself. But have a listen to that if it is a subject that uh, you're curious about or not sure about. We do cover everything off in that one. Yeah, but any ideas or suggestions? If yes. You if you're listening to this, there should be a link to Discord. If you're watching this, then obviously pop them in the comments below on YouTube. Yeah, please come along to Discord. It is an amazing thing. I love it. I didn't originally, I'll admit, but I've got a lot more interested in it now. Yes. <laughs> I, well, I think it's, I think because if you don't know Discord, it's, well, first of all, your your reaction is, oh, yet another social media channel, mm -hmm. but it, it's not. It's like, it's, it's kind of like, it's not a social media channel because it's all behind closed doors. It's, yeah. You, you know, you have to have the app to, to see the content and you have to be a member to see to comment. To, to comment. It's more like a forum. So the other, the other thing about it is that our FTB mates and our patrons, they have their own specific forum within that Discord channel and it's only for them and mm. us. And they can ask us really in-depth questions that we will answer in depth. And that is where we now do all our conversations with those followers and supporters. So really on Patreon and on FTB Mates, there's not so much conversation is there. It's all now on the Discord bit. Yeah, so if you are already an FTB Mate or a Patreon, please, and you're not on Discord, please do check out Discord and we'll set you up. It's very easy. Yeah. And as you say, it just allows those supporters to yes. have to have their own section as well as the public section. Yeah, course. so this public section is very uh, dynamic, lots going mm. on there. But for our supporters, it's much smaller and more intimate atmosphere and you can just ask what you like and know that nobody from the public can see your question or see the answer. Talk, talking of communication, I went through my emails the other day. I had 6,500 unread emails. No! Why? And I mention this because I know that people out there email us and they quite often get lost. We don't respond. Mm. I have to say some emails require such a lengthy answer that I just... I, I, we just don't respond and this is why we have something like Discord because it allows people to, to have that communication with us. My email, I would say 99% of it is spam. Me too. And I just can't be dealing with it. It's such a cumbersome thing to manage. Uh, it's spam and uh, notifications. And 
I'm almost done with email, I have to oh, say. Oh, you got to there for the business and all that sort of, course, of thing. Of course, yes. So. It, it's just, it's such a headache. And yeah, anyway, so if you have emailed us and we haven't replied, that is one of the reasons why. Yeah, yeah it's, it, is, it is quite difficult. Um, obviously, if you're a patron or an FDB mate, we wouldn't always reply, but it's not always clear that you are. So sometimes we may even have missed you guys. Yeah, so don't email us. Use Discord or use the platform that you're on. If you find this topic interesting and would like to continue the conversation, come and join the Follow the Boat Discord community. Look for the link in the description. It's free. This goes back to what we were saying about not playing the YouTube algorithm and basically having a bit more control over the content that we put out and the communication that we receive. There are so many platforms out there. Oh, and it, and so it, boring. It, it's, it's, you know, we've got, we're so busy with, especially now on the hards, with having to do boat maintenance, editing videos, um, and finding that extra time to then, you know, go through your social media channels as well. Yeah, I mean, I put links to on Facebook and Instagram. I don't always have time to go back and answer the comments, although I do eventually, but it might be a few days before I do go back, because I really just don't like the platforms anymore, I don't spend much time on them, and I have missed a few quite important things, I think, but try and be better. Maybe while you're away, I can dedicate a certain time each week to do it. Yes, and, and while I'm away, actually, you will have some help. So you'll have met him previously in one of our vlogs when we hauled out here last time, Hendro, the local mechanic, who's such a lovely dear man isn't he and there is no job he cannot tackle and there is no job he will never give up on including the one that you will see that caused us to call, haul out in the first place uh, even he almost walked away he's got one of those brains that says there has to be a way to do and he will not give up he, it, for him it's a challenge and he really quite likes challenges I think. He does. It's also good for me as well because suddenly I've got someone that I can knock heads with and, and try and because we always sit down and talk about it as well I think yeah. and I do think he appreciates that I mean he has said that you know sometimes he's working on boats where the owners have gone off for a break and right. left left him to it yeah. which he doesn't have a problem with but I think as a boat owner it's important to at least watch and observe what a third party is doing on your boat so you get a little bit more of an understanding of what the you know the problems are he was last year when you went away at the same time and he was doing a couple of things engine mounts and whatnot he would come in and he would do it and he would explain to me what he was doing i think he just enjoys the the feedback he's not right. a sit around chatterer but he wants to talk about the job and and, and, it was, and enjoyed explaining it to me and the other thing about hendro is that he doesn't seem to mind the fact that I'm a woman. And that can yeah. be quite difficult over here. Oh, and yes. it's not just locals. Yes, yes. It's expats as well, that if, if the two of us together, quite often you're addressed and I'm ignored. And mm. when you're not here, I am ignored. Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> mwah, mwah, mwah. No, it's, it's, it's a fair point. It's and so of, annoying. And of course we should explain as well that Hendro is pretty much our only source there's one guy we met recently who's based in Bali um, an English guy who's yeah. who's come over to work on another boat but there are very few people like that and I was thinking about some of the jobs that we're having to tackle while we're on the heart if we had been back at say PSS in Thailand you have 
entire department. So yeah. you've got the stainless guy, then you've got the fiberglassing guy, the electrician. And, you know, at one point we had over 20 people working on our boat. So when there are problems on the boat, they can all get together with their experience and knowledge and very quickly come up with a solution. There's absolutely no question in my mind that PSS is the best place to haul out. Yeah, we don't know that, Liz, because... They, <laughs> in you know, our experience. Yes, but that, that experience was 12 years ago, and a lot, a lot changes. Mm, yeah. A lot does change. Uh, we, you know, for example, PSS has gone under management changes. Although I was speaking to a friend of ours who we've known for 10 years uh, the other day, and he's gone back four or five times. Mm. He whinges about it, but he still goes back because he reckons it's the best for him. You know, so it, it's a very different to hear is not really geared up. You know, it hasn't got a carpenters and stainless steel people, as you were saying, really. It has or hasn't? Hasn't. No, what, PSS? No, here. Oh, right. Yes, yeah. exactly. And that's kind of my point yeah. is that there are very few people here who can help. So first of all, you have to tackle a lot of the jobs yourself. Mm. And then if you can find someone like Hendro, who knows where all the workshops are, uh, for example, I've got to get uh, a new bearing made. So I'll, I was going to get it made in the UK, but I realise it's actually going to be easier and better to buy the raw material, right. bring it back and get it turned here. I think that's better too. Because then at least you have Hendro who's overseeing it yes. and he knows where to get it turned. And then, you know, we'll both be there to actually try to see if it fits and if it doesn't, you know, make necessary change. I'm glad you made that decision. I didn't realise you'd made that decision. Mm. Maybe you should, if, if you bring twice as much as you think we need in case there's a cock up with the first one? Yes, yes. yes. Okay. Well, the material in question, they yep. normally they normally comes in sort of half metre blocks right. anyway, so it will be enough Great. to make a few. So, um, Because the problem that we have is, well, it's not complicated, but it, it, it is about precision. You know, it's, it's about getting things in exactly the right place. And if they're very slightly a few millimetres out, um, then the whole thing is not going to work. True of most engineering, in fact. Mm. Yes. But enough on that. Zip it. Let's leave okay. that particular yes. <laughs> question out, out until we actually reach it on our blogs. Did you know that liking and subscribing on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts helps us to get noticed. Go on, give us a helping hand. Um, You're going tomorrow. <laughs> yes. For about six weeks, something like that. It's going to be a, it's going to be a fair while because, yeah. I've, as I say, I've got things to do in the UK. One of the issues we have, though, in this part of the world is just how expensive oh. airfares have got. <gasps> double, double what we were paying pre-COVID. To get uh, you in there, you from here, from the boat, to Saffron Morden and back, is nearly £1,800. That's £1,000 more than it used to be. Yep. God. It's ridiculous. And it's one of the reasons why we don't go back so frequently. Yeah. But uh, another friend of ours was saying yesterday that his flights, which used to cost him 100 Aussie dollars to go back to Oz, now cost him 400 That's right. So it's a whole different world we are living in now. Mm. Um, very expensive for us to return to the UK and of course not doing the world many favours by being up in aeroplanes, as they say. Yeah. Yes, but, but needs must and uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do need to go back. So that's, there we yes. go, that, that's it. So it's going to be interesting to see how we handle all this video editing <laughs> and podcasting 
when we're so far apart. Yes, any suggestions gratefully received. Yep. And any comments always gratefully received. Stick them below right now. And also, as you requested earlier, suggestions for podcasts that you'd like us to cover. Yeah, always looking for suggestions. The wider the better. Some have been very, very narrow, and I can't. We, we you know we can't just do something on. So, won't, won't say what they are, but someone did request a, a whole passage plan. Yes. I mean that doesn't really make a podcast. It would be interesting to do, but uh, it's it's got to have a kind of broad appeal. Yeah, I it? think so. Broad appeal. Think travel as well as sailing. Mm. Okay. Right. So I've got to finish packing. I've had to buy a new suitcase because they break every time we take them back. So. And uh, I'm taking a whole load of camera gear back with me, so it's got to be safe. Thank goodness for that. Getting some junk off the boat. <laughs> We've also bought a few uh, wintry things that were a very good price here, much cheaper than in the UK. You're going to take those back. Yeah, we did a price comparison because mm. the shop is also in the UK and they were at least a third of the price. I should think about to, that. Close to half half the price yeah. here. Same, same product. Yeah. Different market. Yeah, all very good. Yes, and I can't wait for you to leave in some respect because I can blitz the boat. <laughs> Are you saying I'm the dirty element? It's just, it's just every surface is covered in crap. It looks all right if you're looking at us on the video. <laughs> Those who are listening, you don't realise. But the whole boat is covered in Jamie's stuff. When he goes, I will heave a sigh of relief and then I will tidy up and then clean. Can I just say, when you mm. say Jamie's stuff, you do mean tools. Mostly tools, lots of bits of camera equipment, bits and bobs. The dragon fruit. There's a big pile of dragon fruit over there. Gonna have that immediately after we finish recording. <laughs> anyway, we're mumbling now. Yes, all right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for your support. Do keep watching and don't forget to like the video and subscribe and check out Discord. Bye. Bye.